All right, uh, welcome to another episode of In No Particular Order. Uh, so obviously, as you all may know, we are in the middle of a lockdown and pandemic, uh, especially here in the state of Michigan. I'm not sure where you are, but hopefully you're saying you're staying safe out there. But that does not mean that the True Story Based on Fiction Podcast Network is not here for you with uh, with weekly content for the foreseeable future. We will still be coming at you guys with content every single week because we have a lot of shit in the can already, luckily. And there are no plans for us to stop anytime soon. Um, although the, the shows that are recorded in person will probably be suspended at the time. Well, not suspended. They will be altered to where we will we have other means of, of recording. Um, you should be getting at least one episode of a show from the True Stories based on Fiction Network for, as I said, for the foreseeable future. Uh, this episode, D-Mac and I talk have another one of our Summit episodes about Outcast, and we may have a special episode coming out pretty soon for us, a special we'll call like a fifth week event type thing, um, and that should keep you entertained as well. Uh, but until then, stay safe, stay inside, and enjoy the following another exciting episode of in no particular order i'm one of your hosts evan the third host i'm joined by as always on this show by d mac what's going on bro not much not much you know trying to avoid this coronavirus gotta (laughs) gotta avoid it um as we record this because this is going to come out next week as we record this uh they've for those in the audience who who may want to know uh they this is a point where they started to close on all of the sporting events like like the, the nba's done they're gonna cancel fucking wrestlemania probably uh they baseball is gonna be pushed back so, so like we're right at that point of where we had the um toilet paper shortage if we're dead by then <laughs> that's what happened as we record if anyone can hear this if we weren't all dead. But yeah, crazy times. <laughs> but um, if this is our last episode, it's <laughs> still a, a great show, a great podcast show. Um, but this week, as per DMAC, we are going to, going to do a, uh, one of our summit episodes on one of, of arguably one of, if not the best hip-hop duo of all time. And that is Andre 3000 or well, Andre 2000 slash 3000 and Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> because until the year 2000, he was, he was Andre 2000, which people may have forgotten. Uh, but yeah. together they came to, they formed the group Outcast. Um, so where would you like to start? Uh, do a quick black like, bio, a quick bio on them, just where they from and who they hang with. Uh, cause basically they from uh Atlanta, Georgia. 
born and raised. They were part of what was it called? The Organized Noise uh, mm-hmm. rap label. And at the time, they were at the time they were with. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the group. Because they were still like a whole group before it, they just became Big Boy and Andre Dom before they went outcast. Uh, damn. Before Goody Mob? Oh, I can't think of them all. So. Goody, pretty much Goody Mob, yeah. That's it. Yeah, Goody Mob. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, once they was together doing their thing, doing their whole Goody Mob routine, I remember uh, I was looking at the TLC. It was a TLC. They were doing some type of interview, and they were talking about how they used to kick it with them. And when they was kicking with them in Atlanta, they was like, these like them dudes, all they did was just smoke weed, train, this, that, and third. Like, that's all they did. <laughs> they was like, it was like, they surprised they even got any work done. <laughs> it was like that bad. But yeah, they was also signed with LaFace Records out there in Atlanta and everything. And I think in my eyes, they, they're one of those duels or rap, rap art, uh, rap art duels that, now one day they probably might be like the one, um, like all time. They might be, cause I can't really see nobody over them as a duel wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my eyes, they, like this day age, they don't get the respect that they should. I, at least I don't think. And I think the reason why, because this new generation really don't know about them. Because the time once they fell out, everybody was just like, okay, whatever. The only people that really know about them is either they either from Georgia or from Georgia and they was raised on it or they like us and was in tune to it from back in the day. Like if I ask my brother, like who Outcast is, he gonna know some, but he ain't gonna know like the whole ordeal. He's just gonna be like, oh, uh, you know, they saying this and saying that. Yeah. They don't know that, you know, they made, I remember like this song, Elevators. Mm hmm. That me and you, your mama, your cousin, too. Bro, that, I remember back in the day, that thing, that song alone got so much heavy rotation. (laughs) Because it was so creative, though. It was so creative at the time. Yeah, man, it, it, that, that song, I remember, to be honest with you, I actually remember what grade it was, it was in the fourth grade, that shit was came up. That's what I was going to say too, yep. yep. <laughs> and I was like, everybody was singing it, and it was just bopping, it, it was just so much of a new sound, man, that it was just like, hey, man, like, who is these dudes? And these the same time, at the same time in hip-hop community, this is the same time when you had Tupac, Biggie, they were still alive. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, it, it, that's why it's like mind boggling. You had all these dudes and these dudes were still out coming from the South at that time frame and making noise, like really making noise. And they still wasn't, they was, they was getting respected in the South, but everywhere else, everybody was just still on Tupac and Biggie. But you can't forget like song, like a song like that, that everybody was still riding to and listening to. Yeah. Um, because it seems like here, uh, growing up in Michigan, because we have, a, for whatever reason, we're very connected to the South. 
probably because like at least yeah, one generation before us, they all came from down south. So, <clears throat> so because of that connection, even if there wasn't BT showing that video, I feel like we still would have known about them. Because like for example, BT was really playing fucking Project Pat or a fucking Three Six Mafia, but but like, we all knew about them because we had like family members down south and shit. Um, and uh, it is crazy that of all of the rap groups from back in that time frame, Outkast in like say the year 90, 1999, 2000s to 2004, they were the biggest rap, one of the biggest groups of all out, period, in any genre. But it's crazy that now, like you said, that the the younger generations don't appreciate them at all and I, I don't know why that is cause like I guess cause like they aren't a group anymore and like they aren't as present as say like a Jay Z is or uh say like even like fucking Juicy J is yeah I mean the, the reason why I say they should be relevant and I'm a I'm a like little fast forward but I'm a backtrack a little later yeah I'm just gonna fast track uh, like far as like their album, technically this is they. I I I consider their last studio album, and and that's how I feel. Even though they dropped two albums after this, the other one was like a greatest hits almost and a compilation in a way because they had like four or five uh extra songs on it, but the rest of them was like all all like hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was out? What was it? Big Boy and Andre 2000 presents Outcast. It was literally a compilation stuff for like three or four songs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then they had uh, Idlewild, which was a soundtrack. A soundtrack. Yep. That, you know what I'm saying? So after that, the Love and Be Speaker Box and Love and Below was technically their last album. Album that went diamond, by the way. <laughs> yep. I mean, okay, now. Can you even really count that one because there's only one track that has both of them on it? So I, I, I personally count that as two solo albums that were packaged together, like TLC was going to do. Now I yeah, true. I count it as a group effort. I mean, Grant, they got like three or four songs together, but I still consider it an album because it was kind of like they wanted to do the both day solo thing. They wanted to do solo. But they would want to, you know what I'm saying, not be like, oh, Andre shit better than this and this person better than this, even though they still said it anyway. But, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I kind of consider it because it's just the creativeness of how they did it because it's never been done before. And that ain't never been done before. Like, you got this dude, they both good artists in a group, but they got beside B, well, side B is going to be Andre 3000 side A gonna be big boy in all his tracks and I was doing some oh, some more research too which is to me that's to me that was uh, the, that was their they best album ever like hands down and not not only that the, the album went diamond the album also was it won rap album of the year and won album of the year mm-hmm. And that's the only hip hop album to win album of the year. Like I don't really count that damn Lauren Hill because that ain't really no damn hip hop. That's more of a fucking to me. That was more of a soulful, more or 
ordeal. People still kind of consider it as hip hop, but I, I don't. So that's why I was just like, and if you look at, uh, like, if you look into, um, more of, like, historical factor of, like, people spitting bars, Grant Hitler Hill was spitting bars, but then she was also singing and everything too. And I, she was mostly singing, then as you spitting bars, you can probably say two or three. They still kind of could, could, they try to say it's a hip hop album, but I think hers is more of an R&B and a, a little bit of soul. <laughs> Maybe like one percent of hip hop. So I don't know why people kind of consider that. I think they almost consider try to consider that just because she's black. But that's why I think. But that's just me. I mean, but I now uh, I I will admit here I didn't do as much homework as I should have on this. But I feel like the love below was mainly singing. I feel I like he's probably on par with the singing that's on um, uh, Lauren Hill, because uh, all nah, songs that I'm thinking of, like he's basically singing on, like "Behold a Lady," clap clap, <laughs> you standing on the wall, clap clap. <laughs> that seems like that was like a like I'm trying to think of any songs that like he actually rapped on. Like rap, rap, like, like, uh, like not singing, rapping. I mean, it, it's his is more of a. I, I think it, his creativeness is more on a. I'm not even gonna say on a Drake level because Drake be straight singing too. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it singing because he the the man can't sing. It's just the fact that it just sounds good because it's in rhythm. <laughs> right. Like the like the prototype. Yeah. Prototype that, that was, you know, I think I'm in love. Yeah, that was the shit. Uh, my Valentine, he was rapping on that one. It was, it went to singing, but then it went to rapping towards the end. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, yeah, his was more of a, his was more of a singing slash free flow. It wasn't soulful though. I, at least I don't think it was. It was more on an R and B type deal, but it still caught everybody's eye because the message was there. The the message was there, the bars was there, and I, with with Andre, of course, because from Hey I Prototype Roses, you know, boo boo boo. Caroline, I mean, yeah, so. The more you say that, I would say that that album is the male version of Lauren Hill's "The Miss The Miss of Lauren Hill," because because like I said, I still don't recall very many songs, and like he talked to some songs, but I can't recall. Oh, like, uh, the interludes on that song was funny though. Yeah, on, on his part anyway. But yeah, <laughs> but but I would consider that project a, 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 an experimental R&B album and a rap album. I guess I could give you that. I could give you that. Uh, on Big Boy's side, though, I, I would say this, and I don't want to shit on Big Boy, but he could have did better than that. Oh, is To me, he could have. Oh, and another thing, too, I didn't know this. But Andre's Three Stacks produced every song on that on his side, like produced. I believe it. And except for probably like one song, except for one song he didn't produce, and they said he, he produced all the tracks at his house 
because of the fact that uh when I was reading, they said the reason why he didn't want to produce at another studio or whatever, because he said he had people come to the studio and all they're going to do is start drinking, smoking weed, and it's like a whole party and shit. So yeah. he was like, I'm going to put this motherfucking child to say, <laughs> get rid of <laughs> So that's, that's the reason why. And you could tell Big Boy, that's pretty much all he did. That's right, all he did. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you move with the shit, I like ghetto music. Uh, and he had one more other track on there, one with Jay Z that was all right. Cause Jay Z was actually on there. I was like, yeah, I, I almost forgot about it. Jay Z was on that album, but in interviews, he he put over like the Andre Three Thousand album and barely even talked. No, he he kind of fucked up the uh, fucking Big Boy album. He was just like, man, that fucking love below so cold. I ain't even heard like the other one yet. The one he's featured on. <laughs> oh, that's what he said in the interview? Yeah, uh, uh, in Double XL. And then. Uh, I probably believe it. I believe it. He was talking about how that's like one of the best hip hop albums of all time because how it it changed the fucking genre and put everything like on his ear. And then like, uh, he, he, he said, and then it was so bad that like, you know, like back in the day, like when people read magazines, they, uh, yeah. They had like the uh, page of text, but 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 then like but then like, like they like zoom in on some text, make it bigger, kind of like, like mm-hmm. kind of like highlight it. They highlighted that quote, like yeah, that fucking love below album was so cold, I ain't even fucking listen to a fucking speaker box yet. So so it's like so it was right there in bold print on the page saying that how cold this shit was and how subpar or is so fucking transcendent that there's no need to even listen to to, to speaker box because I. I will tell you right now, I haven't listened to Speaker Box at all. Yeah, bro. Uh, back when uh, Glenn gave me the bootleg on it, I think I said, you know what? <laughs> Glenn. You can keep that fucking uh, <laughs> big boy. Just give me the fucking oh, love below. Shit. Uh, what was the Outcast album prior to uh, Speaker Box, The Love Below? Uh, Stank Onion. Uh, yeah, I would say the Stank Onion the is probably their best one because, because again, because I feel like, in my opinion, Speaker Box and Love Below isn't really like a joint Outcast album. Like they just package two solo albums together, and Stank Onion is when it really fucking took over the world. I feel like. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Bombs Over Bad Dad. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yep. Yeah, another one, too. They definitely and had like no more bad Oh, uh, so Fresh and So Spring yep, Clean. Yep. <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was burning so goddamn much. Fresh and So Spring yeah, that Clean. Yeah, that, that shit was slabbing for real. So that. Like, man. That might crazy. be their masterpiece to me man because uh when that one came out i remember it it fucking permeated the culture so much everybody was talking about that album like all the fucking time like for probably a year straight cause, like back in those days a fucking album like a fucking rock for a whole year like now like you get like two listens you done <laughs> but back yeah i know but back in our day like for a whole year like you keep playing the same shit all over and over again and like that was definitely one of those albums 
because uh, they changed the game with all three of those singles. They're, they're all different, and they, they and they all were so original. Because the bounds were bad, that like that beat, and then like that fucking Gatling gun flow on that shit was was crazy. And I still yeah. I still don't know what the fuck they're even talking about on a bar. On a bombs over bad dad, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, bombs over bad dads. What you say? <laughs> I mean, it's literally just in my eyes. I almost thought about it like military. Like every time I hear it, because it do kind of give you that flow. Like, hey, we about to just drop them, drop the bombs, or whatever. But I don't know. It's just kind of more of a. It's a. It's a almost like a party type flow. You know, that's all it is, really. Yeah, because I thought... Ain't there really nothing fucking. different about it. Yeah, like, I thought that... Oh, for real? Yeah, cause, like, <laughs> the, the, don't put that thing out unless you plan to bang. <laughs> so, so, like, that's what I always thought. And then, uh... So, first, so Clean Clean hit it the perfect time to where it was, like... It, it, it's, it's a poppy... Uh, it's definitely, like, an MTV single... But it still hit like for the whole urban crowd too. Yeah. So fresh and so plain, plain, and it was so it was so original. And then because that was uh, featuring what's that nigga name? Uh, Sleepy Brown. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that shit was that shit was hit. Was that like a jazzy fade beat? I want to say it was, but I don't know. It sounded like it would be done. Sure. What the fuck mm-hmm. happened? Like the fucking Jazzy Faye, like on a tangent. Cause uh, uh <laughs> he has some good ass fucking beats, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He, I know he's still producing. Really? I, I swear, I just heard about him. Really? And I just heard about him like not not too long ago, to be honest with you. I just don't know where I seen him on. I don't know if it was on Love and Hip Hop or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope it wasn't on Love and Hip Hop. It, it probably if you on Love and Hip Hop, your career is over with. <laughs> yep. Oh, I did hear him on the Slim Thug, uh, the Sugar Daddy Slim album on that uh, song called Lamb. Uh, Love, Love All My Bitches. That's the last time I heard him. But even before that, it was like, since like it was a very long time since I heard from fucking Jazzy Faye. I was hoping he's alright. Because I know he was very, very, <laughs> very overweight. And he, I bet he had sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he probably did, to be honest with you. There's, there's some way like he's that big and, and like he can sleep properly. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> there's no fucking way. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. I would argue, though, like I was saying, that Stank Onia might be the better album because I feel like it's a more cohesive outcast project as opposed to just being, uh, like I said, two solo albums that are packaged together. You know, a lot of people would say, and I, to believe it or not, mm-hmm. I, that, I like Stank Onia. I like Stank Onia a lot. But then a lot of people, which... I mean, granted, I was a little young then, and then when I listen to it now, I'm like, okay, I could, I could kind of see it, but I just don't get that feel because 
maybe if I came back then, it may be a different story. Right. But they, a lot of people think AT Aliens was like the classic, like the classic. The classic. I've heard that before too. Yep, I, I've heard that. So I mean, really, they they don't have a bad out. Besides their shit after they kind of parted ways, but it's stayed together for the money, which is obviously what uh, the greatest hits was and the Idlewild movie soundtrack. But in terms of like yeah. their their first era of their career, with their main core albums, we'll say that they haven't had anything that was trash. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because uh, which one? I wish they could. Uh huh. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna ask you which one had um the song with uh Slick Rick where on the video like that the puppet it's like that now it's like that now oh uh, get the it's hump a story about to tell. your back now it's a story to tell what, they got yeah. two they got two two tracks they got two stories to tell two of them really they got the one I think that was on AT Aliens to be honest with you mm. that might be I think that one was on AT Aliens and they got another one with DJ Drama DJ Drama did one. That shit go hard too. That shit go really hard. DJ That's, Drama? I think the, DJ Drama, yeah. He redid one. When? Like up. Back this then? This was like 2000. This was like 2002? Really? 2003? 2002, 2003? Because hmm. he did. Because he did one. It was, it was real quick. Because uh, DJ Drama still was. He wasn't out there like he was. Then, now, I mean, now, or when he was back in like 2005, four time frame, but he was going, he was on his way up there. And I remember them, them tracking up. It might have been later than that, to be honest with you. It might have been about 2005, 2006. I never heard of that. DJ Drama, he dropped it. Yeah, you gotta listen. That one, that one go hard. It's got, uh, Marshall Ambrosia, or I don't know if I said her name right. Right. But she, she's on the hook. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's good. So, but the OG one was on ATL, as you said. Mm-hmm. And that's and what that's was the one with uh, Slick Rick. Yep. And then like had had a weird ass video with the puppets and shit. That shit was fucking slapping. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> is that the same album as um Get Up, Get Down, and Do Something? How did you make it? You you never even tried. That was on Cadillac Southern Southern Cadillac Playlistic Music. If I said it right, I think you did. It. So, and and that's the first one, right? Yeah, that it, that one on that one. You got to get up and get out and get something. That's the first one. Mm. Yeah, because I remember that video. It's, it's all vintage. Yeah, like yep, yep. Andre Three Sag. He 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 sagging and everything in the jerseys. <laughs> but but yeah, um, that shit go hard. I can't think of a more creative rap group who aren't like just like on some trying I'll put it this way I can't think of a more effortlessly creative group cause like there's some people who are trying to be creative so like they'll okay cause like for example people I feel like will try to be like Andre 3000 like have weird color hair and shit like have weird fashion but with Andre 3000 I, it felt authentic with everybody else, I feel like they're trying to be weird just to be weird. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, nah, I got you. Now that makes sense to me. At what point 
that Erica Badu get get in the picture and turn fucking Drake two thousand crazy. <laughs> that was stank on you, stank mm-hmm. on you. They got track and stank on you. They got, like she got she featured on track and stank on you, and then on hers, she got him featured on there. I think yep. And then once they break up, she got a song called Andre something. It's it, it's not three thousand. I think it's like Andre two thousand some shit like that. But you know who was going toward year toward. So I was like, what the hell? Right. That's when they had broke up and shit. Because I don't uh, even know what happened with that shit. Like with them two. Man, who fucking knows? I just know her ass crazy. Yep. And then because <laughs> be, until he met her, he may have had like some of that very earthy weird shit deep inside of his psyche but he, he's more of a, your average country hood nigga like big boy is but then like when he met her yeah. she just she fucking opened his eyes and fucking had him changing shit cause in, up until that point really big boy was more of the odd one cause like he was always like on his pimp shit and like he had the perm and shit mm-hmm. so he was more say uh he, he was more of like the off center person in the group but then once Eric Badu got in the picture then fucking Drake 3000 he got better creatively but that that's when his whole style got like very strange yeah that's true that's true I mean I I, I like him be, to be different though I'm glad he was different though mm-hmm. cause that, that didn't do nothing but make it add more flavor to the group exactly but that's also when I think that they started to uh, because the, their lifestyles changed so much it became impossible for them to coexist as a group at that point definitely all started going downhill I, I feel like yeah. because uh, I feel like yeah I mean I, I wouldn't say that because mm-hmm. was, they was the same what's the name the same way for good like six seven eight years before they broke like broke chalk because the reason the whole reason why they went they just stopped making albums and all that. It was because of Andre. That, right. I know that for a fact. Right. It was, it was all Andre. Andre was like, "Yo, I ain't ready." But he said some. He said this on. Uh, I don't know if you heard it. Uh, it's a track called "I'm Sorry" and it's on Ti album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A paper trail, maybe. Not paper trail. The gun. Trouble Man? Trouble Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trouble Man, yeah. And when he's talk, he talks about it. And that's when when he started spitting, he was talking about it. He was just like, you know, I've messed up my relationship with my homeboy just because I didn't want to go out and he wouldn't buy no damn money or nothing that, you know what I'm saying? He just wasn't feeling the crowds and all that. I think that's what it was. It was either that or he just wasn't feeling the industry. To the point that he was just like, yo, I'm fed up with this shit. And then it was just like, yo, I'm done. Because he, he wanted the fans still. He still wanted to kick it with the fan, had fans rolling, but it was just like, he wasn't feeling it. And he ended up, oh, I'm sorry, he was just talking about how he fucked over his homeboy, his relationship with his homeboy because of the shit. But, I mean, they cool now. They still cool. Mm-hmm. At least I think they is hell because I seen several pictures with them together and all that. But, Man, it's just to me that it's so much money that they could be making if they came back together. Or I tell you what, 
if Andre 3000 was to drop an album, mm-hmm. that shit would go platinum like within like two weeks, two, three weeks. Because everybody old head and all that shit, they gonna buy it like right off rip. And then everybody like, who is this dude? Who is this dude? And then people just gonna be putting folks on and be like, hey man, this dude like solid. Like, like he can spit. Like, beyond he on some shit that's like literally had your mind fucked. <laughs> you be thinking like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> um, but, but I do give, oh, go ahead. I kind of feel like, uh, he knows that people would judge it so harshly off of the success of the little below that he knows to never put out an actual for, for uh, a full of a project again especially because it's been so long so what are the chances of a new project by Andre 3000 being as good as that but also can meet the the um the demands of the current climate and I think that he knows that so so he he's he's just not gonna do it because really, I haven't heard him on a feature in a while. The last feature I heard, I heard him on once. I heard him on one. Yeah, it's been a minute though. It's been like a minute, minute. It's been a minute because I remember like Green Light. This was, that was a long time ago. That might be the last one, bro. We're close to it. Nah, it wasn't that one. It was it was close because he he was on a Jeezy Young Jeezy one. Uh, yeah, he one was. Of his soundtrack. I mean, I got or what? What was it? The, I do, it I was do, G- I do, I do, I do. Yeah, there you go, there you go. With yeah, him, he was on Jay, that. And, 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 Jeezy, Jay, and Dre. Yeah, I mean, my favorite one was uh, a walk uh, it out. Uh, international, international oh, players yeah. anthem. That's one of the best songs of oh, all UGK, time. UGK, that's a that's for real. If not the best song of all time. <laughs> yeah. Hands that, was, that was like the best, but yeah, but it, technically it was Outkast on there because Big Boy was on there right. too. So, but but yeah, that that was like literally like the, one of the best of all time for real. That song is so I, crazy man. because <laughs> when it first came out, the two verses that fucking hit you the first is Dre's and Pimp C's, and then a fucking Big Boy and the Buns kind of weak. But now as an adult. Going back and listening like the uh, fucking a big boy verse, his verse slapped like a motherfucker. His verse good. Yeah, his verse yeah is, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. on par with, <laughs> with a Pimp C and a uh, fucking Dre 3000 because he kicking some knowledge on that hole too. <laughs> he kicking some knowledge. I know. I know. But big boy verse. I, I mean, I, I got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But Bun B verse is garbage. True. Terrible. It's it's leagues it, and bounds yeah. worse than any other verse on that song. <laughs> it's it's like embarrassing. I, he had to feel so bad even being on that song, and th- and that's a bum. Be having some good verses too. But, yeah, I know, I know. Bum B versus comically terrible on that song. It almost fucked the whole Bum B. I mean, well, Bum B, man, I I be trying to give him some slack because he be still trying to rap and. I think he he could do better, but it's almost like yo, you need him. See, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. And, and the crazy part is, like, oh, down. yeah. And the craziest part is, back in them days, though, I was more more of a Bun B fan because like he had that drape up and drowned out. Know what I'm talking about? 
and like that Troy yeah. album was the Troy album is a classic. But that's before yeah. I even fucking um remember Pimp C. Then like now as an adult, I see how cold Pimp C was compared to Bun B to where it's like Bun B's trash in comparison to Pimp C. Yeah, I give you that. <laughs> Bun B is definitely the Yeah, because back in the day the three down south hip hop duos that people always compared and, and put people up against were uh, UGK, Outkast, and Eight Ball, and, and MJG. Yeah. And of that entire class of rappers, the worst rapper on there is Bun B. Because yeah. <laughs> Eight Ball and MJG are probably the most evenly matched. A duo, because obviously Pimp C is way better than Bun B. Obviously, Andre 3000 is way better than um, uh, Big Boy, especially currently. But 8-Ball and, and MJG were equally matched. Bust a nigga head, yeah. smack a hole, shoot the club up. <laughs> that, that shit went so fucking, that shit slapped so fucking hard. Remember that shit? Yeah. That shit, that shit go hard in pain. Who's a bitch, nigga, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking beat was so fucking was, was so fucking hard man, 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 man. matter of fact I might fuck it cause that was on that bad boy album right all like all like the bad boy stuff yeah yeah album. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then like their second song had 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 Lloyd on it yep 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 <laughs> when I get rich yeah that, that shit was cold as fuck too yeah, that, that, that album slapped though. That, that album, album all the way through. The rare, the rare occasion when someone goes from like an underground rapper to being mainstream, and their mainstream album is on par, if not better, than their fucking underground album. <laughs> Cause that does not happen often. So don't. Puff gave him some money, a good budget, and some good ass beats. Cause that shit was <laughs> slapping, bro. That, that shit was. That was a uh, living legend, I think it was called, right? Yeah. That shit was cold as fuck. But, um, yeah, so that's enough for the bun B slander. But, um, <laughs> uh, now, now we can kind of, kind of touch on their careers currently. Uh, Big Boy of the two has still been pretty prolific in putting out music. Because he puts out music all the time, yeah. and, and sometimes it slap. Most of the time it doesn't slap, but he's gotten a lot better. Like Big Boy now is better than Big Boy from Outkast. Way better. Way better. Way, way, better. way, way better. Yeah, I agree with you on that one because that album it was a while ago. It it didn't do nothing on the charts, but right. I would say it was it was slapping, and it was a Big Boy so. It was back in like 2010, 9, 10, something like that. Because I remember my home, a buddy of mine was uh, hitting me up to tell me about it. It was that Sir Lucius left foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The son of Chico Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was slapping, though. That album was slapping, though. I ain't gonna lie. It, it was good, but he didn't get no, like, really, you know, rotation. He didn't really promote it like that right. either. So I, I'll even say that. But the album, he was spitting bars on there. And like you said, man, he's he just. As he got older, I think it's almost kind of like his skills sharpened. Yeah, even uh, better. Absolutely. So, 
because like uh, he had that song I be I be I be on that crypt that night. That shit was a slap, bro. I be yeah. on that crypt that night, crypt that night. Because now he's so fucking creative. Like he he, he still has a weird ass songs that that they shouldn't work, but they work. Yeah. And then he had uh that Adidas all day I dream about sex. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. Cause he's had more solo hits than Andre three thousand, because Andre three thousand was basically the J. Cole of of the twenty O's. Cause like you happen to everybody's track, kill kill the fucking verse. Cause he even got on fucking walk it out. And kill walk it out. Yeah. He killed the fuck out that shit. He he killed that one. I'm sorry he killed that one. Uh hell, I ain't even gonna lie, even though <laughs> even uh I listened to that Beyonce uh that oh, yeah. we like the party. Yep. She got two verses of where one she's rapping with she got the one where she rapping with J. Cole, Cole and then she got the other verse where she got uh Andre three thousand and the one with three thousand, I'm sorry, J. Cole. But it was <laughs> it was way better. Dude what one of his uh kind of slept on um features was on uh was on um I was saying that shit was on Lloyd's U part two. Oh yeah, I forgot about I forgot all about that one. He killed that, that shit. That was that was good. He told a whole story on that bitch like he met the bitch at the fucking grocery store. He he all nervous and shit. And then like he was checking him out. And, and then like he plugged his cartoon. <laughs> and then like he got our number. And then like he got choked up. <laughs> he told a whole story on that bitch. Uh and that call ass beat. Down, 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 down. She's fat too. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was on the what's the name too? Uh, on the Deuces remix. Was it Brown? I forgot all about that one. I forgot all yeah. about that one. <laughs> I don't think I even heard I that. All about that. Yeah, I just I had looked it up. I was like, nah. I was like, yeah, what else he been on? Because he been on so many, man. He, he had, was on that. Uh, he had like a feature run, like up? like J Cole had from like probably twenty seventeen to. Tw- to 2019 and I guarantee yeah. that J. Cole's blueprint for doing what he was doing for those two years was Andre 3000 because I can think of anyone else who had a, a run like that on features nah yeah you're right about that one Chew, he also even though I ain't never heard of because I don't listen to Frank Ocean like that he was on Frank Ocean too I forgot about that I've heard about that song too um the only Frank the only Frank Ocean song that I really fuck with is pyramids. Okay. But the second half of pyramids, cause like pyramids is also one of those songs, like five songs in one. The second half of pyramids is cold. Hmm. But otherwise, I, I, I think Frank Ocean is severely overrated. Yeah, that's, I think so too. That's the only reason why I even, they were trying to geek him up at the beginning. I'm like, uh. 
Frank Orson was good, like on features and shit, like uh, like on um, uh, like a Washington Throne. Oh, what's the king to a god? What's a god to a not believer? I believe. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a perfect intro to intro to like an album, though. Yeah, that's true. And, I know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the one dude I don't like, I can't give credit to either. It just, I just, cause they try to make this dude be like, he like, oh, the next thing coming. And I try to give him a benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But when he came out with that trash ass album last year, after folks been waiting almost three to four years to for him to bust out with the album, hmm. I'm talking about Chance the Rapper. Oh. <laughs> I can't give him credit. I just give him credit for the first. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see where you're going. He good. But then when he came out the second one, I'm like, dude, motherfuckers waited this long for this? Yeah. <laughs> I love my wife. Uh, my wife. And then my wife said, and then my wife. And my wife. Uh, yeah, for real. I didn't even hear that one, but um, Acid Rap was pretty good. And uh, Color Book was pretty good. But yeah, but the consensus is that that's one of the most trash projects of all time. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Which... And then they won... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Um, I was going to say that, which is also why I think that Andre 3000 is kind of afraid to come back out because he's afraid because of how good that uh, fucking Blood Below was. He's afraid that he comes back out that people... Even, even if it's good... People might still hate on it. He might not be able to match it. Because I, I also don't think that he's even interested in doing music. Because uh, he's on like a new show that's coming on AMC, I believe. Offer? Oh, yep. It looks weird and boring, honestly. Yeah, I didn't know that. So he, 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 he I didn't know that. He's still doing like his, his acting thing. In my opinion, he's he, he's a serviceable actor, but like he's nothing like to fucking write home about. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it probably pays a lot more money and it's a lot less work. That's true. I just wish you I just wish you would break out like just a little bit, man. Just tease some folks or something. But I mean, he good, he made his money. All of them they made their money, they getting their royalties and shit. Yep. But they probably don't even give a damn. Literally. I know that for a fact. Because also at this point in time, he he doesn't want to come back and be fucking Eminem. Because Eminem to me is trash, and I feel like the public perception of Eminem has leaned more towards him being trash than him being good now. Because when I see fucking Eminem as a topic of discussion. They're talking about how after the Marshall Masters LP, he turned to trash. Now he's been trying to get back on track since then. <laughs> and back in like say 2004, people saying like they're like he's a goat. But now people say, oh, Eminem with all the fucking accents, and then he are talking about the stupid shit. Then he get mad. He get mad because like, you don't like his album and shit. So now he's becoming a title white man. Now. 
Nah, I think he the greatest. I still think he 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 the goat. I mean, he won. Uh, I ain't gonna say he the goat, greatest of all time. But I say he on my top five, and I, I give him credit because he still he's still selling. So he he has a community that's still producing, like still liking him. It'd be different if he wasn't. Then I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe you need to kind of sit back. I still hear the bars. I still hear the creativity. The way he be switching up flows and stuff. But I also kind of think he should kind of chill back. Like, like how you said, it, it's kind of time, like, you should just be like, it's time for you. I ain't going to say retire, drop a verse here, drop a verse there, do some damn Andre V stack shit. You, cause you don't need the money to be dropping the album. It's like you just dropping the album cause you're bored. That's almost really, to be honest with you, that's how I, I kind of feel in a way. He still got the creativeness. No, I, I do like, his whole creativeness and all that, but I think he should just drop a bar here, guest appearance here, this, that, and the third. Because to me, he, like you done, you don't even need to, you don't need to say nothing, you don't even do nothing. Your money, your albums is making money for you. Got all these business adventures. You literally, you are the best selling hip hop artist of all time. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do shit. Like you done. Like that's why I was like, you might as well just drop the mic and be like, fuck it, who, who fuck it would be tight deal unless. You go do some 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 shit like I, I get I give credit that he's still somewhat somewhat relevant because I mean he is one of the top five artists out or last year that sold whatever, but I'll say uh him Jay Z I give Jay Z credit because of the fact that he old as hell motherfuckers still listen to him he's still spitting bars because it's getting to a point with me like like I don't know about you but it's getting to a point with me that I started recognizing everybody I listen to is either my age or 40 and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like them the old folks, them the old motherfuckers that no, nobody listens to. They be listening to these young dudes that I can't relate to. Like, I can't relate too much to. I mean, I'm getting there, but it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, the only one I can really get to is like the baby. Like, because mm-hmm. he, his flow and everything is 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 it's popping, it's consistent, like I, I like it. But I'm not, but I would say this with him, eventually the shit he's saying, if he don't switch it up, and I think he can, he gonna get born. I agree. I, I think agree. that's with him. He go yeah, he gonna get born as hell. If he keeps the same shit and you ain't doing nothing but talking about bitches, holes, clothes and money, that you ain't gonna get too far. Even if you switch up the flow and all that it won't sound right. It just get boring. Like everybody's like, you gonna come and go that quick, and you're gonna be like, what the fuck, bro? But uh, Lawrence, and that's my brother. People like the audience. He made a very good point about the baby. He's one of the only young rappers, if you notice. And I haven't fully like fact checked this, but I I don't recall. But he he's one of the only newer rappers who doesn't talk about popping pills and. Even fucking doing weed or, or drinking. Nah, that's true. That's true. Which is crazy, cause like all the million niggas already talk about popping pills, and rappers in general talk about fucking weed and drinking. But shit, that's probably that's, yeah, that's kind of probably cause all these motherfuckers dying, all these motherfuckers yeah. dying left and right from Odin and this and that. Cause all that fucking the baby talk about is clever punchlines with pop culture references, fucking bitches. Because the fucking carpet burn is probably three years old, but that's 
that's my favorite song right now. It is so dumb. She gave me carbon fire. <laughs> she got me stalking her, falling in love with her. Um, <laughs> but I feel like uh, there's a good case study, and this may be like an episode in the future between Jay Z how. Jay Z was able to age in hip hop versus Eminem because I think that Jay Z is doing this correctly. I think that Eminem should shut the fuck up forever because <laughs> Eminem, by keep putting out these, these trash albums, <clears throat> he is tarnishing his legacy. Whereas Jay Z, he's smart about what he puts out, although people don't like uh, Magna Carter, but I, I like that album a lot. But people don't like that album because. He was talking about shit. Shit, it was too high end for like the average consumer. I feel like talking about buying fucking paintings and shit. But I like him talking about that shit because like, that's something that I can aspire to, as opposed to, like the same basic shit that people talk about. But Eminem, on the other hand, he's putting out albums that are questionable at best. Now this last one seems <laughs> seems to be universally liked, but the previous one was a uh, fucking response and a fuck you for people hating is his woman for that then he had it one relapse and he and also uh let me get your thoughts on this in 2020 do you know very many black people who talk about or how many black people do you hear bumping eminem in 2020 Uh, no, let me think about that one. Hold on, I gotta think. I, I, it's a few. A few. It's a few. A, a lot of people more. A lot of people hate on him because he do got more of a diverse. Me, he got more of a diverse crowd. No, folks. no, no, not diverse. Just, white, Anglo-Saxon, white people like. Nah, nah. Him. I think it, I think it, nah. I think it's the more diverse though. I, I in my, I think he's more diverse, but he. He more diverse, but he doesn't have like the black community don't see him as as like he rappers they look at him as respect, but in black rappers, but rappers that people black folks that look at him in general they just look at it like uh like he passed and he came and passed like if it was another prodigy of an Eminem to come to par. He probably would get some like respect, but ain't nobody. He's gonna be the only one, the last one, the only one probably, because I don't see nobody coming up with that type of flavor, that energy. And then he also hit hit the scene at the right time. It was at the right time, even though a lot of people think it was the wrong time because he was still getting shitted on in. People was like, oh, you know, vanilla ice type shit. Until he proved himself. So until he got his. Until he really proves himself and show what he had, and everybody was like, "Damn, this dude go out there." I, I like the reason why the main reason why I do like Eminem because who would you say Eminem? Because back in that day, it was dark. Yeah, I, I was listening to some dark shit too. True. Mm-hmm. Like far as DMX, DMX was my <laughs> shit, and DMR that shit was dark as fuck. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! But the thing is though, if DMX came out today. Motherfuckers be like, hell, dog. Like, they wouldn't even feel it. They wouldn't even feel it at all. They might, and though, because, like... And I think that, but... Even it, because, like, the emo rap but, is popular, and then, like, the dirt... And, like, the the emo rap, like, X and X, Tatasha, y'all talking about the same crazy shit, but, but not on some gangster shit, like, on some, I'm depressed, but low-key, 
DMX music is kind of about being uh, being uh, depressed too. Yeah, Loki, Loki. So, yeah. it, it, if you put yeah, his 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 shit was like challenges though, man. I, that DMX shit was like challenges for real because he got one, he got the ones when he up here talking to the demon and shit, right? To the devil or whatever. He got that one, then he got the one where uh, that, I used to love that shit. Uh, uh, with the one that says, uh, it's so hard with the eat a cake. Oh, fuck, how I go? That must be like an album. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a cut for real. Cause it started off and it was like, I got blood. He said, I got blood in my hands and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick cause I fucked the corpse. I'm a nasty nigga. <laughs> that shit go hard. That shit go hard. Yeah. That's why I said so it was dark. Bro, it was dark, bro. That's why I was like, that shit was dark as <laughs> That was on flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. That's why I was like, damn. Damn. Yeah, because um, you may not remember this, but right before DMX came out, there was like a subgenre of hip-hop called horrorcore that was like... uh, uh yeah. And DMX, when he started out, was kind of on the verge of that subgenre. But um, but even Eminem's features, and this does tie into our, our episode about Outcast, because I'm saying this is why I think that Drake the Thousand probably shouldn't come back because he 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 can either be Jay Z or he could be Eminem. I, I think that he would unfortunately be more like Eminem because he just puts too, he he'll put too much shit out. But anyway, but even feature wise, it's on the last two yeah. But before like from the Eminem show to fucking the one with the plane on it he barely had anybody from hip hop doing his features and shit he'll have like Skylar Gray fucking dude from fucking uh fucking I'm Maroon 5 like Eminem has become a white rapper who only fucks with white people unless they're on fucking Slaughterhouse and so and everybody that I know who still fucks with M Heavy are all members of the Anglo-Saxon community I think because <laughs> which isn't necessarily a bad thing like us uh, if we watch like a superhero movie if, if there's a black superhero we're more apt to fuck with that superhero because we like superhero movies and somebody who, who looks like us is doing that shit so if you're a white person who likes rap music you're more apt to uh, gravitate towards a white rapper because he's like you and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but I think the Eminem has kind of He's he leaning to that lane of accepting that and not even trying to be accepted by black culture anymore. Uh, I think he might be a little bit removed, though. Like, not from black culture, but just removed in general, like on some Kanye West shit. But once you hit the ceiling so hard and you don't really be in tune with what the hell going on, because mm-hmm. I don't know what, what he do on his like time off and shit like that. I really don't. I just know he talked to Royce the Five Nine. Cause Royce the Five Nine, they, they like his like his big brother, or they like brothers and yep. shit now. Back when they were actually beefing this shit, and then I think a lot of that shit got to do with after Proof died, then he really like clicked on to him. Yep. Cause cause uh, fucking Royce, he sh- so he shows that persistence pays off because he he he's been around since yeah, the yeah, early, right. late nineties, <laughs> and he's just now becoming like. Yeah, a topic right. of conversation like 30 years in <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right about that one this is crazy because I can't personally think of any other rapper who, who I've kn- 
any other artist in any genre that I've known of for years who who popped off this late in life. Because he may not sell that great, but like he's he's definitely very relevant in the culture. Preach. <laughs> you, you ain't never lied. That's what, <laughs> because people... Because this album that just came through, this album, this other album that just came by, I was like, that shit was good. And then the album before that, yep. that shit was... The, the Book of Ryan, I think, yeah, yep. Book of Ryan, that shit was good as hell, too. That's why I was like, damn. But he just don't get... To me, he don't get the respect he should, but he's relevant in the motherfucker. Yeah. He's so relevant. That's why I was like, man, like, whew. He... He should probably do a podcast. Like people who, who who are that relevant, who can't sell fucking shit, can probably have a, a podcast and fucking do numbers. Yeah. So that, that that's probably what he should do. And then um, his interviews are, are actually pretty good too most of the time. Like mm-hmm. he has some pretty good insights. Yeah, most definitely. And I would argue at this point, he's far better than Eminem. Uh, Overall product, I mean, beats, flow, relevance. Overall, I say, I say relevant. I, I, I say, I say, well, not even say relevant. I say relevant for the hip hop community, like overall community. Eminem still over him, but I think the. You know what? I, I'll give you this. Mm-hmm. I'll even say his bars is better. His bars is better. His bars is good. Like, after I listened to this one album, and he got Eminem on here, but Eminem is speaking. He got more of a, more of a, uh, interlude, mm-hmm. may say, I may say. But he's, it was good, but overall, like, his bars on here, they, like, them, them shits was like solid, solid. Like, he was talking, Man, he was just talking some knowledge, and it was like, and his rhyme was consistent, and it was just like, man, Ali, and that's what to me it kind of it put me over Eminem because it was just like, yo, I ain't hearing no shit like this for real. That that <laughs> just like some food for your thought. Eminem got the same flow you had I, in fucking '96, bro. <laughs> that's why nigga's so trash. He has not evolved. He got the same fuck. The only time Eminem has tried to evolve is when he had all the fucking. Access to shit that was corny as fuck. Nah, he stopped that. He said he was just high. You could tell he was high. Hate, like, that's why. That's the reason why I only listen to relapse. Relapses, dude. The trash is that was. He even said that was his worst album. Relapse, a recovery. That whole that's little series was whack. That whole series but was whack. That shit bro. was trash. Like really, recovery was a shit to me. That was a shit. I like I that. Like I like the recovery, but relapse was trash. Cause all them, like you said, those eh, 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 guess what? You know, I was like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Recovery was a rock <laughs> album, bro. Like my opinion. That's it. But uh, to me, <laughs> Eminem only got two albums: Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers. That's it. Everything else was subpar. Yeah, Marshall Mathers. Though, that's the classic. That's the classic. Them shit was fucking. Shoot, I think Eminem show was good. Eminem nah. show was different though. Eminem show was different. That was too poppy. It was for me. different. It, it was way too poppy. Like that's when you had like go crazy. Yang, 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 yang. What was that? That bullshit was on there. Go crazy. I said, boy, boy, boy. That shit was <laughs> trash, bro. I couldn't do it. 
Nah, I liked it. I liked it that one. I liked it. The, uh, you, you can't tell me you didn't like White America on there. That shit go hard. That song was that, good. That shit go hard. White America! <laughs> I go to TRL. Look how many hugs I get. Look how many hugs I get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He said, I could be one of your kids. kids. Why am I <laughs> Erica loves my oh, shit. That, yeah, that I song was an outlier for that trash album. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he had that one. Uh, Toy Soldiers, I like it. That was decent. What, what song was an ass like that on? That shit was trash. I don't know if it was on that one. That shit was fucking trash. I'm offended by how bad that song was. Eminem's never make a club song. Eminem's never make a club song. I never seen it. Because that song had Triumph the Insult Comic Dog on it. I don't think it was on an ass like that. I think he had Superman. Superman was on there, I think. Superman was probably... Probably one of his best songs ever. Like that's the only song that's kind of, kind of like also club beggar shit. Although, yeah, content wise, Superman sh- sh- shouldn't have been a club banger. Nah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. To me, his best club banger to me, even though it wasn't his club banger, was uh, "Lean Back" remix. <laughs> yep, I agree. That was like when when you played that, uh, you had to play the remix. If you played the original version, it wasn't nobody trying to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's sad thing about. It. I feel bad for Fat Joe because they was like, look, if if they don't hear if if they don't hear Mason at the beginning of that shit, they would try to hear that shit. They was like, nah, man, you need to play a fucking remix. <laughs> no Fat Joe song has ever been hot because of Fat Joe. <laughs> Yeah, no for fat real. Joe song in history has ever been happy. No fat Joe. Joe. That's why Fat Joe is a good fucking A and R because he he can find some hot beats, hot beats. He 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 can put a song together, but it's never hot because of him ever. Because of fucking uh, probably his best song to date is a song with him uh uh, uh make it rain. It's little yeah. dude in the can, cause that shit was a slap, bro. I make it rain. Oh, I make it rain on these old. It was not hot because of him. Um, yeah, but I guess we can kind of wrap this up. Uh, yeah, so that's where uh, Big Boy and Andre th- uh, 3000 are to this day. But those tangents were all related because talking about rappers from that era and who needs to. Who needs to sit the fuck down forever? And what Andre three thousand could be. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what are we gonna do for April's episode if if the world is still here? Then. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, where you want to go with? I know I had picked this one. So. Yeah. Uh, I know we had all those. We I know should, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, but I do know that we need to book in that other episode we did the um the best beat pickers. So I need to come back and do the worst beat pickers. So like that's what I would say we could do next. Unless you have any okay other ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, yeah, the worst beat picker. Yeah. So we'll come back and do that shit. Um. Also, uh, this is going to be a week old at this point but for those i know that you don't know this uh 
So the TSBOF, so True Story Based on Fiction Podcast Network, now has a, a YouTube channel. And we just put up a video today, as we record this on the 15th, of Randy and I doing a ginger ale taste test. So, like, the podcast, <laughs> so, like, the YouTube channel is going to be kind of different from what we do, like, on the actual podcast network. We're going to do, like, a lot more things like that and, like, more timely things because uh, with everything that's going on in the world, people may need, people might just need, like, some, some nice ginger ale. Do, uh, like, so, uh, if you go to YouTube, you should be able to type in true stories based on fiction or uh, what ginger ale is the best that we should pop up. So definitely go ahead and watch that video and like and subscribe to the podcast network on YouTube. But, um, do Yes, sir. Uh, we tried probably eight different ginger ales. <laughs> and, and here's the crazy shit, bro. Verner's Canada Dry, and I think it's called, uh, Swaps or some shit. They're all made by yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did not know that, bro. They're all made by fucking Dr Pepper. No, oh, I know it. Yeah, they're all made by the same company. Burners? Yeah, Burners. Burners wasn't always, of course, but I don't know when it happened. But the competition is no competition because they're all by the same company. Canada Dry and Burners are the two probably most well known. Ginger ales, but they're owned by the same fucking company, so they get your money regardless. Yeah. It's like fucking Kraft macaroni and cheese and Valvita sell shells and cheese, both made by the same fucking company. <laughs> it's all crazy, bro. That shit is crazy, yeah. But three of the fucking ginger ales were made, were made by the same company. Now, yeah, that's wow. Quick question for you: Do you guys get? Get a Verna sounder? Uh, I gotta go to the liquor store to get it. Really? The liquor store was the only one that, that actually got it. And I remember I was putting my wife on it and she was like, oh, it tastes the same. And then all of a sudden I seen her ass go back there and get another one. I was like, oh, it tastes the same. Well, that's it. Right. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, whatever. That should be on point, though. Spoiler alert Verner's wins the taste test. By oh, far. I believe that. It definitely wins because it could be cause like I believe that because like we're biased towards it because like we're from Michigan, but it definitely wins. Exactly. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any weird pops that that are down there that aren't here? Nah. Hmm. Hell no. Everybody just drink. Everybody drink. Uh, Dr Pepper like crazy because really? Dr Pepper is made in Texas. That's why. Ah, yep. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Can you that's get Faygo down there? Uh, I gotta go to the hood store to get it. Really? Yeah, that's the same. Matter of fact, that was the same thing with when I was in Cali. It was the same thing. You had to go to the hood store to get a Faygo. You can't just go to any other place and get Faygo. That's why I was like, that's literally. I'm gonna say a Midwest thing. I ain't gonna say a Michigan thing. It's more of a Midwest thing, bro. Uh, Faygo, I think it's Faygo is in Flint, I believe, right? Oh shit! I don't know. Flint or I thought it was in Detroit. Yeah, Flint or Detroit. So Faygo, for those in the audience who don't know, is a pop, and probably it's definitely a sweeter pop brand, but it's probably still is one of the best pop brands in the world. It's gonna have crazy flavors, like that fucking pineapple orange. That's my shit. Yeah, that rock and rock. Yep. Right. 
I ain't had fangos so long. I don't know what hell that shit tastes like. <laughs> I try to like not drink a lot of pop in, anymore, anyway. But yeah, but Fago is definitely a, a great pop brand. Um, I also heard that uh, you probably don't get, and I doubt that like you, I doubt that like you drank it here. But have you seen Ruby Red Squirt? Or squirt. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Because I've heard that some places also don't get that. Oh shit. Yeah. But all right, so we will be back next month with uh going back to our list format. Um like uh so if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe and share with your friends. Uh comment on it on a very places.